to TLDR Sportscast, your twice-a-week sports bite on your time. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis, with my co-host, Steven. Hey, everybody. So, guys, we want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts about that you continue to listen to our sportscast. Remember, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, comment, whatever you do to podcast. We'd love for you to do them um, on Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast nowadays. Also, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have them. I'm learning how to use it. And we're at TLDR Sportscast. Steven, what about that Snapchat that you promised last week? There's no Snapchat. I can't well, figure it out. And I still have my personal one that I need to use. You got to keep them streaks going? Yeah, dude. I like streaking. Lastly, we would love for you to leave us a voicemail, text, whatever. Send us a picture. Send us a picture of your dog. Send a picture of your favorite sports team. Send a picture of whatever. Um, you can do it at 757-726-7174. And we might even play it on the show. By the way, we're really, really like sad that no one's texted us or te- called us or whatever. So please do it, and you'd be the best person ever. We might even dedicate a whole show to you. <laughs> so, Stephen, you ready to get right into it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he says. So... If you didn't know, um, Saturday, well, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were the NFL draft. Um, I'm not going to lie. There were a lot of good steals. Um, Looking at you, Greedy Williams, in the second round from the Browns. By the way, the Browns are, like, surprisingly really good at drafting players, and I didn't know that until just recently. Brown town. There were a lot of major risks, and I'm looking at you, Daniel Jones, in the first round by the Giants, who have no idea what they're doing. Um, while they're, we did have the NBA exactly play- what they want to do. <laughs> Hire the next Eli Manning to be mediocre for the Giants. Basically. <laughs> while we did have the NBA playoffs going on, the Stanley Cup playoffs, MLB was in full swing, everything was going on. Um, nothing held a candle to the NFL draft this week. It might have been the most non-sporting sporting event of the entire weekend, and yet everyone watched it. Um, I went to B-Dubs on um, Tuesday or Thursday night, and despite there being a couple hockey fans, most of the TVs and most of the people there were desperate to watch something that represented football and how their team got better or worse. Um, it's it's so crazy that more people would show up to watch people being talked about playing football than actually playing sports, but it happened. Um, It just shows how much the NFL is still very much king in America. Anyway, we thought about doing an entire episode on ratings and what we think about each team picks, but you know what? Pretty much everyone's doing that already, and we're not going to tell you, talk to you about um, something that can be Googled in 13 seconds. You can go out and you can look at every draft grade by every person down the board, pretty much all the way through but i do want to give you guys a bit of advice i want you to i want to give you a little bit more all right that what we are talking about tonight is not about the each individual draft grade we want to tell you that draft grades pretty much are a waste of ever living time and they suck they suck draft grades you can suck it and trey wingo if you're out there you can suck it and, and to be honest with you, if you're buying into the hype, you're kind of a fool. Because honestly, 
draft grades are a waste of time and we're going to explain to you tonight so what i did is i pulled all the draft grades from all 32 teams from sports illustrated nfl.com yahoo.com sports and bleacher report i couldn't get espn because they wanted me to pay for it and we're cheap here by the way if you'd like we also have a patreon so yeah that'd be awesome um and i put it up against and the idea for me was okay i'm gonna give each letter a grade all right so if you had like a a a, a plus you got a four if you got a, a a b plus you got a three and and so forth and so forth and, and if you got an f you got a zero um and looking at all the history um one thing that's really stood out to me usually only one or two teams hit home runs and they weren't always the top grades all right so what i'm trying to say is what i did is i took all those averages and put them right up to the win change because you want your team to do better the next year that's the whole reason you're drafting would you agree to that steven absolutely which is why yeah. i don't understand why the titans took a defensive tackle who won't play half the season but you know what do i know we digress um and i was looking at it and one thing that really stood out to me is that it doesn't matter where the professionals as we call them grade your team all right because every year I'm looking at it, I'm going to take the most ex recent example, right? The Cleveland Browns last year won seven more games than they did the year before. But they only had a 2.9. They were about the 10th person down on that list. Um, they weren't terrible, but they weren't great. But they had the highest increase of people. Mostly because they drafted Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb. But they, like I said, they only averaged like a B-plus in their thing. On the flip side... Um, you could look at the New York Giants, for instance, who supposedly had a great draft. And yes, they did increase by two games, but they still had a miserable season. And you can see this kind of build through it. And like I said, I'm going to add these into the show notes afterwards so everyone can take a quick look at them, um, what we worked on. But it is really, really interesting to see. Um, not always the team that always had the worst ranking or worst grade, not always had the best win change either, you know. It was all over the board and kind of crazy looking. Um, and I've learned that in there, usually one or two teams actually win the draft. And you know how they do that? They don't do it. They don't win by winning in the first round. They usually win in the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. That being said, who do you think won this draft? Just in your opinion. In my opinion? Um... The New York Giants. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Oakland Raiders. Really? <laughs> no, I think, um, and like I said, I can't tell you until they start putting putting the pads on and actually playing That's football. That's the correct answer, Travis Marshall. I'm so I, proud of you. You you really can't say, okay, this team won the draft, this team won the draft, this team won the draft, this team did bad. Um because they haven't played a single down of professional football. And one thing I've learned, for every Andrew Luck, there's at least one Robert Griffin, if not more Robert Griffins. Robert Griffin in this draft. His name's Kyler Murray. Do you think Kyler Murray is going to be the next Robert oh, Griffin? Absolutely. He, I mean, he has a good arm, like RG3 did, but he, like RG3 also does, relies on his legs too much. This isn't college. These linebackers are probably 200 more pounds than the linebackers in college. They will hurt you. But 
Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie Murray, Kylie Murray, Kyrie Jenner, Murray is only like three foot seven. Exactly. Well, then maybe he can just scooch by everybody. Maybe just like Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins, but he had a ring. So what? <laughs> that's what he needs. He needs a ring. I'll get right on that. Absolutely. <laughs> um. What else do you got, Steven? Okay, so I went through to go to take your information a little further. I went through and found a lot of notable people mm-hmm. who got drafted very late. Obviously, weren't ranked well because they got drafted late. Who turned out to be great players? Mm-hmm. Great players. First one on my list might know this guy. His name is Shannon Sharp. Ooh. He was drafted in 1990 by the Denver Broncos. Pick 192, round 7. Shannon Sharp went on to be a four-time all... uh, Sorry, he went to eight Pro Bowls, was voted to four all-pro teams, and was in three Super Bowls. Won all three of those. Some Uh, would say he was pretty good. During his career, he had 815 catches for 10,000 yards and 62 touchdowns. And that's a seventh-round pick. So, like you said, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. It matters how your team uses you. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, if we really want to go for that, we can just go straight to the GOAT. Tom Brady's drafted in the sixth round, his five Super Bowl rings. Yep. Six. So, six, six rings. Uh, I forgot he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he got one more. Yeah, the most we don't know how he Super does Bowl it. ever. We don't know how he does it, but he keeps winning their Super Bowls. I mean, I have a lot of these, Travis. There's, there's tons of them. There's tons of them. Oh, there are. And there, and here's the thing I've learned. You've got to, if you're going to be a GM in the National Football League, you've got to find value outside the first two rounds. Or at least you know cannot. Use them. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you got to remember, these guys... They're, it's not like there's some scrubs off the street. They know how to play football. They've likely been playing football their whole lives. If you put them on the right team and the right scheme, the right system, they're gonna be good. Yeah, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at this. Um, let's go back to 2017. George Kittle, by the way, if you don't know who George Kittle is, he plays for the 49ers. He was a fifth round pick. He's the best. Alvin Kamara, the, the guy who set the world on fire last year, was a third round pick. Juju Smith Schuster was a second round pith, pick. Pick. James Conner, the guy who took over, oh yeah, he was a third-round pick. You've got to make good choices later in the draft. You cannot just say, hey, we're in the third, fourth round right now. It's a waste of time. You can't be out there drafting punters in the fourth round. You mean like just, those two teams? I can't remember what two teams there were, but there were two teams by the in the fourth or fifth round who drafted a punter and did not have any offensive players drafted yet. You really can't do that. I mean, if if I can't go draft a kicker in the first round of my fantasy league, you can't draft a kicker in the first round of your if you're real league. Um, just looking at these um, hashtag Jacksonville Jaguars who could have had Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott, fourth round pick. Jordan Howard was a fifth round pick. Tariq Hill was a fifth round pick. R.I.P. I mean, you, you have Cooper Cup was a third round pick. I mean, these are huge, huge names. Nick Chubb, second round pick. You've got to make value with what you've got. You know? Roger Staubach, tenth round pick. Really? Yeah. 
I didn't oh even know there gosh. were 10 rounds, but back then there were, apparently. But back then there were? Oh, I yeah. believe it. He was uh, overall, oh yeah, overall pick 129. It's because there were less teams. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Round 10. Yep, Roger Starback. You've got to make value with every pick. In today's NFL, you cannot sit there and say, you know what, I made a great first round pick, that's it. Because you know what? Half the first round picks don't pan out. They really don't. That you've got to make every pick matter. I actually didn't look up any first round picks that flopped. I'd be curious to know that. I say about half of them. I, I mean, when I, I, know, I was looking, I want like names. I, I went through and and looked at them, and and when you're looking through them, you can say, okay, these have been in the Pro Bowls. These haven't. These are the people that are still playing. These haven't. And you can kind of see it's about fifty percent of them are flops. Of first round picks are flops. Not at, and I said it. For every Andrew oh. Luck, there's going to be at least one Robert Griffin the third. I've got one for you. What'd you got? Blaine Gabbert. First round pick. Blaine. By the way, Blaine Gabbert and Blake Bortles, because I'm a Jaguars fan. They're both first round picks. They were both both first round picks. I think they were both trade ups to get. And you know what I saw on on Thursday night when the Giants went after Dan Jones. I saw flashes of Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbard again because you, they traded up for somebody they could have got with the 17th pick overall, and I don't understand. You've got to make most value. That's one of the things I loved about the Jaguars. The Jaguars didn't need that player. They did not need Josh Allen. They didn't need a defensive end, but you know what they did? They said, he is the best player on there. We'd be stupid not to get him. I agree, but... It, to to your point from earlier, your comment earlier, we haven't seen him play professional football yet, and he could be a good fit for the Giants. I mean, think about how they play football. He kind of fits there because he's just basically Eli Manning. You're no right soul. about that. You're he's right about that. Pale. But you've got to look at your how many picks you have, where they are, and the value of where they're at. Ooh, ooh! I can't believe we forgot about this flop, dude. I cannot believe we forgot about this one. Who? Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf is Ryan the, Leaf was supposed to be like the best thing since sliced bread. And he went before Peyton. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To the Chargers. Uh, yep. So the more I mean, you've got to make value picks all through the draft. You if you're a GM, it's harder to be a GM now than it has ever been. With all the data and information that you get on these players, you have to make good picks. Um and sometimes it's not even the picks. I mean, look at the Denver Broncos. They're, they're, quarter, they're um, running back. Phil Lindsay, undrafted. Undrafted. You, and he's a beast. You have to constantly be looking for good players. Because um, you cannot be... I mean, there are 32 teams that are constantly vying, looking, grabbing, digging for players that can make their team better. And if you're honestly serious about your job, you are constantly looking and looking and looking. And, yeah, we, we all make fun of the Giants for taking Daniel Jones in the first round that early in the first round. I think he would have been there in the second round. I think they could have waited to the second round. They went up and got their guy. Who they I don't, had faith in. They thought he was good. They liked they liked the film. So, I mean, let him do I it. Mean, you know? I mean, I give them that. But you know what? You, you've got to look for more value. That's how I look at it as. And you know what? Good. I might be wrong. Because you know what? I'm looking at a USA Today article from two years ago. And they, <laughs> yep, I love this. USA Today gave 
the number 10 pick that year from Texas Tech. You may know him as Patrick Mahomes. They gave that a C-. And look at him now. Yep. So, I mean, you really can't fall for the hype of what this is. Because, honestly, until they get out there and actually play, you cannot say, okay, whatever. Because we all do it. That's the sad part. As soon as the NFL draft, as soon as your pick is in, and it, they've already said it, and the commissioners come out and said it, we're all like, okay, that was a good pick because X, Y, Z. Because we're all fans. We're all fanatics. We're trying to figure out if our team got better or stayed the same. Yeah, and or I even complain worse. about that that tackle we took, but you never know once he's you know all healed up. I mean, they said he was a top five pick, which, like, like we said, means nothing, but... Once he's healed up, you never know. He could be great. But yeah. um, before we close out, I have a few undrafted guys that I would thought was pretty notable I'd like to share. Um, Go for it. Cornerback Malcolm Butler. I don't know if you remember him being the savior of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Undrafted? Um, undrafted. Justin Tucker, undrafted. And he just got a huge contract. Um, Arian Foster, Never. the Houston Texans, Never. undrafted. Alan Hearns, Jacksonville Jaguars, undrafted. Warren Moon. Don't know if you ever heard of Warren Moon, but he was undrafted. Yep. Um, I have a couple more. Antonio Gates, Tony Romo, Victor Cruz, all undrafted players. You've basically got and, to and constantly... Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was doing groceries before he came out and actually started playing with the Rams. And he was like, I think he was stocking groceries in a in a um, grocery store a, a year before he won to, went to the Super Bowl. You've got to constantly, as a GM, constantly be looking for these players. And here's the thing. For every fan out there, if I have to tell you one bit of advice, don't take these too serious. Because honestly, it doesn't really matter your team is going to be as good as they are come september and we're all going to watch it together that's just how it's going to be the bears are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook <laughs> so steven you got anything to add tonight nope i think that we covered it yep so um so what did we learn on the show tonight steven we learned that it does not matter who where when why who how you draft it matters how you utilize those players Yep. When you get them and how they're used. Yep. I just said the same it, thing twice. but It doesn't matter. I completely agree. It doesn't matter how many times Mel Kuyper Jr. says this is a great player and he is going to be the greatest player to ever play the football game ever. Yeah, because everybody said that about Johnny Manziel. And look at him now. Can't even hold down an AAF job. You know, he... he that's funny, He can't man. even play I, in the Canadian Football League. Nope. He has nowhere to go now. Maybe, so, he'll, play in the, maybe he'll play in the XFL next year. Who knows? There's always another league for Johnny. Johnny football. Oh, man, he was so good. And on that note, for TLDR Sportscast, I'm Travis. I'm Steven. And we will see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as high. It's in a book, so take a look. It's reading rainbow.